and bonjour, you gardening cats and gators. Welcome to Gardening with Cisco, June 1st. Oh, la, la. <laughs> hey, I'm kind of happy to see June because now things will warm up and we can really have fun and plant all kinds of things outside. And uh, and by the way, you may want to watch uh, New Day on King 5 on Monday at 11 a.m., I'll be on there showing great uh, house plants that you can add to your outside containers to add some real interest and beauty to your uh, outdoor containers, outdoor container designs. So, hey, uh, now I've got a great guest, but before I stick them on, I just I have to say hi to everyone I spoke to, as I always do. And I want to say hi to everyone that came to the Omi Garden 90th Anniversary Celebration in Wenatchee. That was such a wonderful event. And uh, Bonnie Orr and Sally were the MCs for the event. Bonnie Orr is a really famous woman over there in Wenatchee. She's got an hour TV show. She does radio. She writes she is just a whiz-bang, and uh, Sally's quite incredible, too. She runs the the uh, uh, park department over there. So, uh, And Jason Browning doing a great job of getting Omi Gardens looking fantastic. So just a couple of things to mention, and that is that they put me up. They brought me over there and put me up. In the Warm Springs Inn, if you ever wanted to go to a wonderful bed and breakfast over in Wenatchee, go to the Warm Springs Inn. It's uh, run by Julian uh, Ladar Samania. Do you remember Samania Restaurant over in Magnolia? And it was considered one of the top 10 uh, restaurants the whole time it was running in the Seattle area. Well, the uh, the Warm Springs Inn is right by the Wenatchee River. You can hear it running by all night. The food was so good, and the breakfast, it's just, oh, my gosh, it was the best I ever had. And uh, just a quick restaurant review, the Pibus Public Market has about five different restaurants in it. It's uh, on... Uh, I think it's on Horse Street, if I remember right. Somewhere there in Wenatchee, if you want great food for dinner, go there. I went to the brew pub in there, had the best pizza. Other than other than the Greek at the Fiddler, it was the best pizza I ever had. So, uh, Julian Letter, you guys are the best. I don't know if you're listening to the podcast today or maybe getting Cairo over there, but it was great. Okay, right now we are putting Kevin on the air. He's the executive director for the Vashon Center for the Arts. Hey, Kevin, how are you? Hey, Cisco, I'm fine. How are you? And I've got Marion Whitcarhart with me, so you got practically 12% of the total Vashon population here. Uh, <laughs> that's too great. Hey, uh, Kevin, I never got your last name. What is that? Oh, man, I could totally mess with you, couldn't I? It's <laughs> Hoffberg, H-O-F-F-B-E-R-G, but you could just call me Kevin. All right. Hey, so I now uh, you have a big garden tour coming up over there, 
And it's the Vashon Center for the Arts Garden Tour. It goes June 22nd and 23rd. Does it go from 10 to 4 both days? Uh, it does indeed. Now, there's some things that are going on around it, which we can talk about, but that's the core experience. So when you get your ticket, uh, anywhere between 10 and 4, you've got the run of the place. How do, how do people get tickets? Um, the easiest way to do that is to go to our website, which is Vashon, V-S-H-O-N, Vashon Center for the Arts dot org. If you start typing that, that's going to come up in your search engine. And right there on the front page, there's all kinds of things that are going to give you clues. There's a beautiful piece of artwork by our wonderful uh, Vashon artist, Ilse Reimitz. You just start clicking and you're going to get to our, there's a whole website based right there that features the gardens and gives you buttons to click to get tickets. And if you find all that puzzling, just call the Arts Center uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday between 10 and 3 and somebody will help you out. Great. And, and we have a link right to the Vashon Center for the Arts Garden Tour right on the front page of Cisco.com this morning. So, so uh, you got, what, five gardens? Well, um, we do a little bit. It depends on how you count. Um, <laughs> and one of the gardens we're happiest that we have is Witt and Mary's. And I know you know those folks, and they're here, but they, they tell you about it. We, but we've got... Um, four lovely gardens, a farm, um, which is historic and important in terms of the history of Vashon, a uh-huh. Japanese-owned farm, which that'll give kind of a whole other look at our island. We have a meadow here at the Arts Center that we're beginning to uh, restore. There's a ton of native planting, so that'll give you another look at the island. And then if people just have not had enough fun. There's a couple of nature trails that we can head them out to, and then when they're hungry, you know, they can see yet another view of the island by stopping at one of our great uh, island restaurants. So there's so many ways to experience Vashon, but your core question was uh, correct. There are these, uh, the, the core of this tour, these beautiful gardens, and and uh, so ask me another question, I'll tell you more, but there you go. All right, well, okay, uh, so you've got a couple of special events going on with this garden tour over on Vashon Island. So, yeah, we do. There's this crazy guy named Cisco Morris. I don't know if you ever heard of him. And he's, uh, he's going to bring his wit, wisdom, and humor uh, to the island to close uh, the proceedings on Sunday, the 23rd. And, Cisco, I'll let you pitch that yourself. But when you come and listen to Cisco, um, the following things will be true. You'll be much smarter as a result of having done that. Um, you're going to get to laugh. You're going to learn something about gardening, but also island architect, uh, 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 island horticulture. You're going to get a chance to buy an autographed copy of Cisco's book. And most importantly, you're going to get a chance to taste uh, cider, perry, and beer that's made here on Vashon. So if those aren't reasons enough to come, I can't. I got nothing for you. <laughs> hey, and, and you and got a you've got a pre-party too. Be uh, is it Friday night do. before it all starts? It's almost like you've been prepared for this, sister. Yes, we do. So um, Friday night we have our traditional gala. That's a special event. Um, it's going to be physically located this year um, at this uh, this beautiful historic uh, farm, the Mackay Farm and Gardens, which are being restored to their original specification designed by the family. So this is what it would have looked like back before the war. So that's important. The catering will be done by Urban Feast, which is a wonderful, wonderful caterer. Um, 
I'm uh, absolutely confident that there's going to be music to listen to and and wonderful libations to drink, and you can buy that uh, ticket as well on our website. That's $145. That's a great way to start things. That sounds like a really great tour. Lots of fun things going on. So what do you do with the proceeds from uh, this tour? You know that's that's um, I'm thank you for asking that question because it is it is a historical oddity that we are uh, this is our 29th annual garden tour wow. we skipped at least one year so we've been doing this for at least 30 years and possibly longer and it's put on by an arts organization and Cisco I'm guessing everywhere else you go these are typically put on by somebody else like typically a garden uh, club or something like that so yeah. this is this was. Originally conceived by artists on the island who, you know, had it in their hearts to want to, you know, show the world how art and gardening and taking care of this little island in the Salish Sea all came together. So this is an important um, fundraiser for Vashon Center for the Arts, and it, it, the money allows us to support our education program, our dance program, uh, visual arts on the island, uh, performing arts on the island. Um, and so that's that's what this this does. It also just creates a great opportunity to you know to show off our own. But the money is supporting the operations of, and you'll like this, Cisco. We are the oldest arts or community arts organization in the state. Wow. So fifty two, fifty three years old, and so it's helping support all that good work. Wow, that is great. All right, listen, we're go- I'm going to go ahead and take a break. Then when we come back. We'll go ahead and talk to Mary Carhart about her garden a bit and uh, let people give a little sneak preview of what people might see if they come on this tour. And uh, so uh, we will be right back after this break, and we will talk to Mary Carhart about uh, one of the great gardens on the Vashon Center for the Arts Garden Tour. So we'll be right back. And uh, Kevin, thanks so much, buddy. Thank you. I'll see you in two minutes. All right. See you in two minutes. Right back after this. 97.3 Cairo FM. This is Gardening with Cisco on the all-new Cairo Radio Weekends. All right, before I put Mary Carhart on, I do have a couple announcements I really need to get in there. Hey, I'm going to be at the Edgewood Nursery today, 2 p.m. It's at uh, 11000 36th Street East over in Edgewood, so I'm really looking forward to that. I hope lots of you come, and I'll be there at 2 o'clock. And then uh, right after that talk is done, I'm hopping in my little Mini Cooper, and I'm heading to Yakima. <laughs> so, uh, and I'll see all of you folks tomorrow at the Sunday Tea to support that wonderful Yakima Arboretum. So that'll be a lot of fun. And, uh, hey, I'll be seeing all of you in club in Spokane <laughs> on Thursday. So I'm looking forward to that. And don't forget, sort of culture is this, uh, it starts Friday over in Everett at uh, Legion Memorial Park in Everett. And uh, so it starts Friday and goes Saturday and Sunday, and I'll be there at 2 p.m. next Saturday. That is an incredible show that you do not want to miss for anything because it is all that wonderful art, 
great speakers, of course, like me. Oh, la, la. And uh, so, and uh, just a lot of great plants, too. Hey, and just one more uh, thing I got to say is that I've got a bunch of really great friends giving garden talks coming up next week. So uh, at Maranacos, uh, there at Maranacos up in uh, uh, Fall City, my buddy Lloyd Glasscock, and he's the guy that uh, helps organize all the gardens for the Flower and Garden Show. He is going to be giving a talk Thursday, June 6th, from 9 to 3, uh, of how he uses stone to build all kinds of things in the garden. So if you're interested in doing anything like that, you want to go, you got to pre-register. So there, you know, go to my events page and Cisco.com to do that. Marianne Bonetti, another great buddy of mine, is going to be at Windmill Gardens in Sumner, and that's Saturday, June 8th at 10 a.m. She's going to be talking about cool plants for hot spots. Oh, that sounds really good. And then uh, my great buddy, Nita Joe Roundtree, she's going to be giving a talk at Heronswood next Saturday, June 8th, and that's at 10 to 1. And that's roses for the Pacific Northwest. So if you think that roses are hard to grow and a pain in the kazootski, then you better go to this because she has studied like mad, knows all the roses that are not only the easiest to grow, but fragrant and spectacular. So uh, she's a great speaker. So all three of these are so these are really uh, good ones to go to. So all right, now. I get to go back here, and uh, let's talk to Mary Carthart. Hey, Mary, thanks a lot for hanging on for me. I appreciate it. Well, you're so welcome, Cisco. It's fun to talk to you, even though I can't see you right now. (laughs) I have to tell you, though, that I'm really not the gardener. I'm in charge of the artscape on our oh. garden. And we have several international sculptors, Julie Spidell and Dominic Benhura, and also uh, Claire Dona, who, are, who is another artist on the island. So there's lots of art to see that's mingled. But I'll let you talk to Whit because he's really the Okay, the but I, I got to tell you, I'm a big fan of garden art, so that's going to be fun seeing all of that art in your garden. That's great, and I want you to know I have a painted rock for you. Uh, oh, now, for, now, for now I'm excited. Uh, Cisco, this is Whit. I'm hey, the gardener in this particular garden, and uh, we look forward to seeing you out here. There are five fabulous gardens for you to see, ours being just one of them. Um, I'll tell you just a bit about it. It's about two and a half acres, and it's uh, on a hillside, so there's a good chance to see how gardening on a slope is handled. Uh, oh, yeah. And it, uh, partway down, it uh, levels into a pond and a waterfall, kind of a Japanese influence. Uh, and then further down the slope further is uh, more traditional gardens uh, around the uh, house. Uh, it's about two and a half acres. People should dress appropriately for walking uh, because there are steps involved and, and slopes. Mainly, um, it's also a woodland type of garden because there are a lot of large fir trees and other trees and and a lot of interesting native plants as well as some uh, kind of specialty 
plants. I seem to be a plantsman. You know, there's never a plant I didn't like. <laughs> well, hey, Val, <laughs> Val Easton wrote about your garden in the Pacific Magazine, as I recollect. That's correct, right. Well, that means you got a really great garden. Right off. <laughs> so she writes yeah. about a lot of great gardens, and you've probably seen a lot of great gardens yourselves. But uh, Are, you're kind of a plant. You're it. kind of a plant collector, aren't you, Wit? Yeah, I guess I am. Uh, a lot of the nurseries know me pretty well because I they always say, "Oh, here comes Whit Carhart. He's, he's going to buy some plants." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you know. You know, you they know that you're a p- plant collector when they call you by your first name before you even get out of your car. You know. <laughs> uh, well, how long you been working on your garden? We have been. Uh, I retired in 2000, and uh, we started working on the garden in that time down around the house, but really didn't extend it up the hill until uh, 2007, 2007, I think it was. And uh, Terry Welch helped us put in a a pond and the waterfall, and then I began landscaping the upper part, laying out kind of a strolling garden above the pond along the old deer trails that used to go through the blackberries that we spent hours and days pulling out. Oh, yeah. Um, and now it's uh, uh, developed into quite a fun place for people to wander and sit and ponder and enjoy. Oh, it sounds really wonderful, and all the gardens sound great. You know, i got to go, but i got to tell people you're going to be in for a treat, and I hope lots of you come for my talk. Uh, and I'll be speaking at 4.30 on Sunday, June 23rd. It's going to be a lot of fun with beer and perry and cider tasting. you got to taste a lot before I speak so that you like my stories even more than usual. So, uh, Well, listen, I'm looking like forward to seeing you, Mary and Wit, and I can't wait to see your garden. I bet it's really spectacular, all that great art. A lot of unusual plants. It's going to be a lot of fun. The whole garden tour sounds wonderful. A lot of variety. So I'll be seeing you at the Vashon Center for the Arts Garden Tour on uh, uh, June 22nd and 23rd. So remember, there's a link right on the front page of Cisco.com. Hey, can't wait to see all of you folks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. All right. Hey, we're going to take a break, but hey, I'm flying solo from here on. Give me a call. We uh one triple eight nine seven three five four seven six one triple eight nine seven three Cairo. We'll be right back after this on ninety seven three Cairo FM. This is Gardening with Cisco on the all-new Cairo Radio Weekends, brought to you by PacificTopsoil.com and Moldax in Woodenville. Ooh la la! Here's Cisco. There's definitely gardening weather out there right now. So hey, let's go do. Let's go talk about gardening. Let's go to West Seattle. Corey, how are you? Oh, I'm just wonderful. And oh, good. Me too. I have to tell you how much I really enjoy your show and have, I think, since you started. Oh, hey, thanks um, a lot. But right now I'm having a problem with my tomatoes, and I think they're flea beetles. They make oh. all of these little white 
windows all over the leaves, and the leaves are starting to die off. What? I, so have you seen the bugs? Yes, they're tiny little black bugs. Yeah, you got flea beetles, and they jump like a flea when you walk up, right? Well, I haven't noticed them do that. They just I've just seen them kind of crawling around on the leaves. Okay, okay. I just... I'm pretty sure what you've got is flea beetles. And uh, so normally, if you have flea beetles, when you walk up, if you touch the plant, we call them flea beetles because they have these amazingly powerful back legs. And they just shoot off. They jump off like a flea, just pop in the air. Yeah, see, I purposely didn't touch the leaves ah. because I didn't want them to jump on me. I don't blame you. But... (laughs) Yeah, eventually they'll put holes in the leaves. Oh, lots. Yes, they have lots and lots. Yeah, so that's what they do, and they're they're especially bad when a plant is young because they can just overwhelm it, and they can build up to unbelievable numbers. You know, and it's interesting because we can use their defense by jumping away. That's how they escape. It's really hard to spray for them, ring because you start spraying. They're gone, you know. Right. But when I was a kid in Wisconsin, I worked at the local church there in my town. It's very funny because they were looking for a uh, an adult assistant gardener. They put up signs on the telephone poles. Mm-hmm. And I was 10 years old, and I always gardened in a sombrero because I was the biggest fan of the Cisco kid there ever was. Oh, yes, I remember Cisco. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I told my mom and grandma, I'm going to go get that church, that job down at that church. And uh, the sixth time that I went in to the office where the priest was in charge for hiring, that's the first time I ever heard a priest swear. He's like, all right, you little Blakeney Blake, you got the job. Don't ever come in here again. <laughs> so so uh, I worked with this really neat old guy, and uh, old Joe, he was in World War II, and something happened to him. I, I'm not sure what, but he wouldn't touch a poison. So we used all kinds of really ingenious uh, techniques to deal with pests, and we had a big veggie garden there, and so I learned this technique from old Joe, and you can use this. It works really good. So what I did with old Joe, he took a a piece of plywood, and, and you'll do it different now, but in those days, what he did was he painted heavyweight gear oil on the front of the plywood, and kept a couple of spots open for my fingers. And my job was to sneak up, on, and they attacked tomatoes, potatoes. They were on um, oh, all kinds of different plants. So if you see a bunch of holes in your plants, cucumbers, whatever, that could be it. So you sneak up. I, I would sneak up early in the morning. And when I got really close, holding the board with the sticky surface outward, I'd go, boom! And the little bugs would go, bah! And get stuck on the gear oil. And I loved the looks on their beady little eyes when they knew I got them, you know? And uh, so, and I did that maybe three or four times, and I got rid of almost all of the flea beetles. But my sister-in-law came up with a more ingenious way yet. 
So she took a, a, a five-gallon bucket, plastic bucket, and yeah. she painted what's called bird tanglefoot inside. So it's super sticky stuff, super sticky that you can yeah. buy. She actually used a thumb, a tongue depressor or something like that or a popsicle stick to put the stuff in there all around inside the five-gallon bucket. And then she would sneak up early in the morning and just put it over the tomato. And when she'd do that, that would fire up the flea beetles. They'd all jump, and they they just would get stuck within a second. You don't miss a one of them when you do it that way. And, And then she would scrape some of that stuff out and throw it away and put new stuff in. And in about three three times... She had totally gotten rid of the flea beetles from her whole garden by doing that around her plants. So well, you, they're too they're too big to put a five gallon bucket over them because they're higher than okay. that. Okay. Well, you if you can find anything big that you can put around them, or just use a straight you could use a chunk of cardboard, just mm-hmm. put that bird tangle foot on the front, and if you can work in a team. You can have one person go from one side, one go from the other, and yell "boo" in unison. <laughs> it's actually quite a bit of fun, and it works like a charm. So and you don't use any poison, water. huh? I can't just spray them off with water. No, no, nah, no. Nah, they'll just jump away, and they'll be right back to get mm. them again. See, that's the problem. They jump so fast. When you try and spray with water, you might nail a couple of them with some water, and I don't think it'll hurt them if you do, because beetles are really hard to kill, and they'll just get away. So if you can, this technique is the best I've ever found, especially if you got some, if you use something like a, a manila file folder, and you just put the bird tangle foot in that, and then kind of wrapped it around the the tomato when you snuck up on it, that would work really good, you know, something like well, that. Well, now, what do they do in the winter? Do they live in the soil and then come up? I'm... Well, I'm embarrassed to tell you the truth. I don't know what they do in the winter. I've never really looked into that to find out where they go. My guess is they probably pupate in the ground under your plants. Yeah, because it seems to me I might have had them a little bit last year, but this year it's a lot worse. Yeah, so, yeah, and that's the problem. Things like that, it's really hard to to deal with them, you know. So, But the good news is if you get most of those flea beetles out of there, mm-hmm. then they're not going to cause much harm. A few holes in the leaves isn't a yeah. big deal. But when you get tons of them... They can weaken your tomato, and you're not going to yeah, get that's near what I'm the afraid crop. Of. Yeah, and they because it looks like they're also on my peppers. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Anything in the tomato family, cucumbers. Uh, I think I've seen them. I don't know if it's on chard. But I, I haven't seen them on anything in the cabbage family yet. But I'm I'm not saying they don't get in the cabbage family either. You know, but I know they get on certain squash, cucumbers. I've seen them heavy. So, uh, yeah, you want to get those things under control because if you don't, next year you're really going to have a ton of them. And 
and you know the worst thing is that if you were going to try and spray them with a chemical or anything yeah. it would take such a powerful chemical it oh, is so yeah. hard to kill beetles like safer soap wouldn't do uh, safer doesn't put a dent in a beetle yeah you couldn't you know i don't know about uh dr um what is that captain captain jack's bug killer or something that's actually a fungus that you can buy and put out. It might work. I don't know, though, to be honest. So, uh, But if it were me, I'd go the easiest route and the funnest route and see if you could catch them <laughs> with something sticky. All you got to yes, do is lower their numbers, and you won't have to worry about it much longer. Okay, that's my goal. All right, Corey. Hey, let me know how it works for you, okay? I'll do that. Okay, thanks a lot. All right, good hunting. Bye-bye. All right, listen, I hope you'll give me a call. I got lots of open lines. one 973 cairo one 973 Back after this, 97.3 Cairo FM. You're listening to Gardening with Cisco on the all-new Cairo Radio Weekends. Holy cats, we're already in the last section of the show. Hey, let's go to Arlington and talk to Walt. Hi, Walt. Welcome. Hey, thanks, Cisco. Hey, I got a bunch of citrus trees, lemons, limes, etc., and it appears I have scale. Oh, oh, that's a pain. All right. How can I get rid of it? Okay, so I'm going to give you the best environmentally friendly way to do it that I know of, but it's going to require some horrible work on your part. Okay. Okay. Yep. <laughs> All right. So to, now the thing you're going to spray them with is called pyrethrum. It comes from a uh, chrysanthemum, one of the chrysanthemum plants, but it's okay. one of the safest environmentally friendly sprays you can get that will kill scale. So uh, it's, it's quite safe. Uh, now, here's the thing. Just spraying your tree your citrus plants is not going to do any good at all because under each of those little scale bumps that you see all over the plant are just hundreds of eggs ready to go. And you can't kill them by spraying. So what you got to do is you got to get a Q-tip, you know, those things you stick in one ear and pull out the other to get the wax out. Right. <laughs> okay. And you dip those in rubbing alcohol, and you got to knock off all. So what I do is I take, like, a yogurt container. I put rubbing alcohol in there, take the Q-tip, dip it in, and uh, rub off all of those scales. And they're going to get stuck to the Q-tip, but when you put it in the rubbing alcohol, they come off. And you got to get all of those what what they are, those bumps you're seeing that kind of look like woody bumps, those are the females. She killed herself laying so many eggs. So she's the protection around those eggs. You knock her off with all those eggs because you got to get those off. And let me tell you, this is the yuckiest, gooeyest, most gross job you can imagine doing. And uh, you just get all goobery, gooey, but get them all off, 
Then right after you finish that, outside, spray them with uh, pyrethrum. Now, one time isn't going to do it. But I have saved saved some of my absolute favorite plants that I just did not want to lose and somehow got covered with scale when I wasn't looking by doing this. And it it took me probably three times of going through this, but every time you're knocking off a lot less scale, you know. So after about three times, I think you'll have the the whole plant scale free. Now, you got to spray under and on top of every leaf on your plant because what you're not seeing when you see scale are the little crawlers that are on the leaves. They, if you had a magnifying glass and looked, you're going to see these little yellow bumps. Those are... Those are the nymphs of the scale, and they're oh, out there on okay. the leaves, and those are what you got to kill. So okay, so far what I've been doing is doing the old-fashioned way with my fingers and just trying to squish them and pull them off, and then I tried spraying them with neem oil, but that didn't seem to work. Now, neem oil, I tried that. We tried that at Seattle U a number of times. Neem oil's a great product, but it just doesn't work that good on the scale I found that uh, to really save your plant, if it's something you love, pyrethrum is much better, much more effective. Is, that, is, is it readily available to you now? you got to go to a nursery that carries environmentally friendly products. Sky Nursery, okay. Malbacks, I know, usually carries it. I bet Swanson's probably has it. You know, a lot of the really good nurseries carry it. Perfect. And you, Thank hey, you, oh, Hey, let me add one last thing, Walt. Don't get the synthetic pyrethrum. Get the real thing, the real pyrethrum. Make sure, ask them. Say, hey, I want the one that comes from the chrysanthemum, not the synthetic stuff. Chrysanthemum. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Hey, Walt, good luck. Hey, someday when you see me at a talk or something, let me know what happened. You got it. All right. Take care, buddy. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, this show has been a lot of fun today. I've really enjoyed it. So, hey, I just don't forget, I'll be on New Day now on uh, Monday at 11 o'clock. I'm going to show you some incredible houseplants. These are tropical houseplants that I use outside. I mix them in with other plants in my containers. It makes your containers so cool when you do that. You can't believe it. So that's at 11 on King 5. Really excited to be at Edgewood Nursery and Garden today. And uh, that's at 11000 36th Street in Edgewood. Hey, I'm really looking forward to seeing all you folks over at Yakima. I'm driving right over there as soon as I leave Edgewood. And uh, then I'll be over in Spokane Thursday and Sorticulture in Everett on Saturday, which is such a good show. What I need, more garden art. Oh, la, la. <laughs> Uh, Hey, Brian, thanks a lot, buddy. Always so fun working with you. Hey, we'll see everybody next week. Get out there and garden. Bye-bye.